And let's uh, go down memory lane and welcome in Hoot Jonigan, an assistant coach on that team, now part of the Baylor broadcast crew, still working at Baylor. Hoot, good morning to you. How you doing today? Oh, doing great, man. Got a little... Uh morning shower and uh, we're loving it right now so but i'm doing good now you're talking shower uh indoors or shower outdoors you know outdoors we got some rain i know i mean so I know. uh we're doing good we we went what 20 some odd days without rain and we had a shower friday night and we got another one this morning and expecting more tomorrow so all is good on the uh, country front out here for the grass. <laughs> my, I'm not country, but my grass as well. And we have Garrett to thank for that because Garrett said on the air Friday, it never rains in, in Central Texas in June. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> prove me wrong. And it's rained twice <laughs> since then. So thank you, Garrett. Way to go. It's like well, way to go, Garrett. And if I need some rain, I'm going to be hollering at you. There you go. Make some more comments just like that. That's I got your back. <laughs> He's the guy. It's like washing your car. So it worked. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. it, it's fun. When you hear Tom's call there, the win over Clemson, boy, that brings back great memories, doesn't it? Having Clemson at Baylor Ballpark, uh, beating them in the Super Regional Series to go to Omaha. Oh, absolutely, man. Got goosebumps just listening to it again. Never get old, never get tired of it. Uh, remember it, uh, you know, like it was yesterday. And, uh, you know, just a really a good feeling. You know, a lot of hard work and effort went into that. And to see the kids be able to triumph and get to go to Omaha was uh, was rewarding in itself. And, uh, you know, so it was really, really exciting. I remember a lot about the, uh, the whole series there with Clemson. Lost the first game, yep. you know, had to come back and win two straight. And uh, and we did. It was hot and sultry, and uh, our guys persevered, and, and we got it done. And uh, it was a great feeling. Yeah, great memory there. That was a great team in 2005, quite obviously. And, and, and it really speaks to how hard it is to get to the College World Series, you know, to get to Omaha. You had some other good teams, uh, really good teams. 2012 was a great team. But, you know, Baylor hadn't been back to Omaha since that 05 team. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and had some great teams as well on paper. And, you know, it gets back to the old saying, uh, you know, the best team doesn't always win. The team that plays best wins, and you could say that in any sport, and that's why you do play the game. And there's so much that goes into it from you got to stay healthy, you got to – your guys got to perform, you got to get some breaks, whether that's a bad hop, a ball in the sun, whether that's a, go- a call from an umpire. All those go into the mix. And, uh, you know, it, and, and besides being talented and being good. And obviously we were very fortunate enough that year and that weekend to uh, put it all together. <clears throat> and, you know, I think we were kind of a team of destiny. Everything kind of fell right into place. And and uh, I really felt like the team in 2012 was a team of destiny, too. Things were just going going so well. But uh, this game is, is can be – can be brutal at times and uh it can rear its face like that in, in a moment so you don't ever take anything for granted and and our it was so exciting in, in that year 2005 for our guys to finish it and get that final out and get to omaha june 21st 2005 15 years ago yesterday is that possible yes it is but that was the uh, game in omaha at rosenblatt stadium baylor versus tulane uh and who tulane was a uh, they were a real machine weren't they i mean they were number one in the number one seed in the tournament they were number one in the rankings that year and uh and and facing elimination i think right uh, when they uh, squared off against you guys uh on this date 15 years ago yeah, it was. It was an elimination game. And, uh, yeah, they were number one. They were the top dog that whole year. 
won 56 ball games, only lost 12. Uh, and, you know, and we were able to, to give them the 12th one with this, this unbelievable comeback win. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, you, you always tell your guys to play 27 outs. You know, it's kind of a coach's thing in baseball. You play till the last out. You make them all count. And that was kind of a trademark of our team that year. They did. And, and that's why we got there. You know, they persevered. They could continue to battle regardless. Didn't, didn't look at the scoreboard. They played the game. They played it the right way, which is what you want your kids to do all the time. But it's, it's easier said than done. And, and that team really did that. And, you know, when it got down seven, seven runs uh, with, with nine outs to play, and uh, the guys continue to do it one one at bat at a time, one run at a time, and uh, it really worked out for us in the end. <laughs> uh, so you guys were down six nothing at the end of the second inning, and then as you said, seven nothing going to the uh, going to the seventh. You're at bat in the seventh inning. What what do you remember about uh, kind of the mood or the atmosphere in the dugout there when you're down seven nothing to the number one team? Yeah, you know, Corey Van Allen started and, and gave up the sixth spot in the second inning. And, again, it wasn't all his fault. We, we, we made a couple of errors in that inning as well. They were very talented, very loaded against a team like that. You make a couple of errors and they take advantage, and that's exactly what they did. You know, we made an error, get them on, or, or walk a guy, and then they'd hit a home run. And then that's, you know, three runs. And then a couple, three more runs later, the inning's over. But – I tell you what, what had to happen is Corey Van Allen went out and he pitched two more innings, you know, uh, and continued to get us in there because he wasn't throwing that bad, uh, put up a couple of zeros, and then Abe Woody. You know, in order for you to even have a chance to make a comeback, you've got to shut the door. Your margin for error on the pitching side is very slim. You can't give up hardly any more runs. And Abe Woody came in and pitched the final four and a third, I think, and did not allow a run. So, first of all, he allowed us. He kept them at bay so our guys could get going. And then, you know, then starting in the seventh inning, we grinded out at bats. You know, we, we, uh, and they made an error too, and we took advantage of that. And uh, we started chipping away, you know, and, uh, you know, the momentum started going. And you could feel it in, like in any sports, man. When that momentum gets going, you can just feel it. And you're just like, oh, man, this, this, this is going to happen here. And uh, I've been on the other side of that, too. When it's going downhill, it's kind of like holding on to that grease screwdriver. You're like, oh, no, it's just slipping away. But things just kind of fell into place for us. We did some things that uh, I never would have. You know, it's like kind of off the wall, go against the books a little bit, and they all worked out. And you're like, well, okay, maybe maybe it's our day. You never know. And so, you know, for example, we had first and second. We had scored three in the seventh. We get to the eighth inning. We're down by four. It's seven to three at that time. And uh, we get the first two guys on. And Smitty, I remember us communicating through our signals, he wants to double steal. Well, and I wanted to double steal too. Well, and but my, my runner at second base, he wasn't getting the lead that I wanted him to get. You know, I knew the pitcher was slow to the plate. And I'm thinking, I can't get him off the bag. Let me get him off the bag, you blah, blah, blah. Well, he keeps putting it on, keeps putting it on, I say. Okay, here we go. Suicide, you know. So we do it. Well, they throw it away. We steal the bag. Then a base hit later scores two more runs. I'm like, good call, great call. Let's go, man. Here we go. <laughs> All right. And, and and things just kind of fell right into place like that. And then we get in the ninth inning, and we're down two. And we get the first two guys on, and Zach Dillon's up. And, and you know, he's your four-hole hitter. He's your, you know, best hitter. 
Do you bunt him? Do you do this and that? Well, he could handle the bat, so we pulled the old fake bunt slash. And, man, it worked to perfection because the first baseman came in, Dilly slapped it, it bounced right over his head down in the right field corner. So now that's a double. Well, one run down, the tie runs at third, and he's at second. And we're like, with one out, and it's like, oh, boy, here we go, man. Let's go. Let's do this. So uh, things just really fell right into place before – you know, and then, then the last, the the, the, the ground ball to second base. I, and I am so glad to this day, and I talk to David Wiley, who was first base umpire about this yeah. all the time. I am so glad the ball got by the first baseman for more reasons than one. But, man, that was going to be a bang-bang play. And he said the same thing. <laughs> he couldn't tell me if he was going to be out or safe because that would have meant the difference between a ball game over or a tied ball game. But, but Zach Dillon – being a great base runner he is, he was on second base, and he did exactly what he was taught and what he had learned. He rounded the bag and looked for the throw. He saw it get away, and he took off immediately. Didn't wait on me to command him, because if you do that, it's too late, because the ball hit the screen, came back to the first baseman. They threw it home, but it was not in time, because Zach Dillon's instincts took over. And uh, he was able to get in there with that winning run. And, boy, then jubilation took over. And uh, it was just kind of a surreal moment. Was it uh, in the ninth inning, was it Paul Witt that hit that grounder to uh, to yep. second? And, and I remember him saying he was chugging for everything he had to try to beat it out, you know, try to beat out the throw at first base. And then it was a wild throw to first. Yeah, it's exactly. It was. And Paul could run. So I knew it was kind of a chopper, took the second baseman, and instead of flipping it, he ran two or three steps to touch the bag and then made the hurried throw, which probably caused it. But Paul put the pressure on it, you know, kind of forced that. And the first baseman couldn't pick it, got just under his glove. And, uh, again, Dilly was able to, to read that right away, go home and score, and then we're, we're doing the old dog pile on, on the home plate in Omaha. And, and what a great feeling. I mean, it was just really unbelievable. And it kind of just didn't sleep at all that night. You know, you're still – living the emotions. You get back to the hotel there in Omaha and the fans are just lined up in the lobby and clapping. I mean, it's just one of those unbelievable moments. One you'll, you'll never forget for sure. Hoot Johnigan's with us, uh, reminiscing, remembering that great Baylor comeback against Tulane in the 2005 College World Series, uh, still the second largest comeback in College World Series history. Uh, down 7-0, won the game 8-7. And I'm looking through the play-by-play here, uh, Hoot, and, and go back to the seventh when it all started for you guys, three runs in the seventh inning. Seth Fortenberry struck out to start the inning. Then Paul Witt reached on an error, a fielding error, uh, to start that seventh inning. And like you said, that, that sort of cracked the door, didn't it? Just getting a guy on base, and, and then you guys just kept uh, you know kept chopping away from there. Yeah, you really did, and, and that's, that's exactly what we did. Uh, and, and what you try to tell your guys, again, don't play the scoreboard. You just have a good quality of bat, one pitch at a time, and, and just do this one batter at a time, get the next guy up there. And that's what happened. Paul took advantage of that feeling here, and then, 70, I believe he came back in and he doubled to left center field, put runners at second, third, and then we had a wild pitch. And, you know, and if he wouldn't have got to third base, he wouldn't have scored on the wild pitch. So all the little things counted and, and they needed to be. And then Griff doubled down the line there to, to drive him in. And next thing you know, we got, uh, got a couple of runs in there, but it kept going, you know, with Kyle Reynolds, who was coming back from that broken thumb. Don't even know how he was able to handle the bat. Uh, but then he got an RBI single to, 
to cut it, you know, the seven to three. And so, but all those little things in that one inning, they counted, you know, each one of them count as you, cause you, if you get, we needed every run we got. And uh, especially when you win by one run. So, uh, you know, I just, I want to say too, I think one thing special about that group, and it was just kind of our mindset coming in at the beginning of the season, that pretty much that same group in 2004 finished below 500. Yeah. And we played 21 run one games that year and lost 16 of them. The percentages were stacked against those guys. And, and, you know, you could do that again. And if you go 50-50, we're over 500, we probably make a regional. But it didn't happen that way. But those guys came in, and that whole offseason, they were ready to prove people wrong. And uh, that was another thing that was rewarding. But they took that mindset, inning by inning, pitch by pitch, right from the first, uh, you know, first pitch of the first game of the year, and it carried them all the way to the to Omaha. So it was really rewarding in more ways than one. But you know, it all came to a culmination there against against Tulane. They continued to grind out at bats, chip away, chip away, and it. Uh, I'm so glad it worked out for them. One of only two teams to have a losing season one year and be in the College World Series the next. Uh, it's only been done twice, and Baylor did it 04 and 05. Hoot Johnigan is with us. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll stop the story there. We won't talk about the next day. <laughs> but, but I will. Hey, you I, know what's funny about that? Yeah. Is, uh, I, I watched that the entire game last night. It was on Facebook. NCAA put that thing out. Which one? And Yours? Never, Your game? I, uh, the, the Texas game. Oh, the Texas the game. Okay. Texas game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the next day. Next you know? day. <laughs> so, but I had never done that. I, I'd never watched, you know, with Harold Reynolds doing the play, uh, yeah. color commentator and, and those guys. I'd never – and it was really it was really cool. A lot of reminiscing. I knew how the game – for some reason, I still thought it may turn out different, you know. But <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it was, just, it was just really cool to see those guys. And I sat there with tears in my eyes as I watched it just because of the fact – you know, it brought back a lot of memories about how hard those guys worked and how, how much of a team they were and how much they pulled for each other and, and all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, it broke my heart again that we didn't win it last night. But yeah. I don't guess that's ever going to change. But uh, really some great memories that uh, wouldn't trade for nothing. Uh, that's great. That's great. And, and you know, final tally, lost to Texas there. Be, swept Texas in the regular season, beat them in the Big 12 tournament, and then lost twice to the Longhorns in Omaha, and they won the national championship that year. Right. Well, and, you know, it's kind of crazy because Chance Wheelis, the guy that hit that walk-off right. that night, I mean, the two bats before, he doesn't – he swings, the shoulder comes out of place, oh. and he doesn't even run to first. Wow. I mean, it, it, there's, really, he shouldn't even have been in the game, wow. but he, his shoulder popped back in. He stays in there, and I'm Augie talks about it. You know, I, can you go? And he goes, yeah, I can go, and – and uh, hits the walk off and, and uh, uh, kind of a unbelievable moment for those guys too. But yeah, that's just so hard to beat guys that much. We were four and zero in the regular season, Big Twelve tournament. We get there, lose a couple of close games to them, and uh, and that that can happen. They're a good team. We were a good team. You're in the you know top moment there, and you know we gave the fans money's worth because it's a one run ball game, and uh, you know could have gone either way and that's that's the way that's the way baseball goes sometimes as Ron Washington would say man well thanks for being on with us great to reminisce about that uh that great comeback win over Tulane and a great Baylor baseball team going to the College World Series in 05 uh I appreciate it thanks good to hear from you yeah absolutely good to hear good from you always good talking to you and uh Hey, have a blessed day, would you? You too, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, you bet. Who Johnigan with us?